Hello and welcome into the live postcast. Welcome to Lockdown Wolves. We're live following the Wolves' loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Marty Gellner, Bally Sports North, will join the show to break it all down. The Locked On Wolves postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wolves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Marty Gellner of Bally Sports North is with us as always on the live postcast to talk through Wolves Bucks. And uh, I mean, let's get right to it. Other than a few minutes of what really was an entirely uncompetitive stretch that once again took place in the third quarter, actually didn't think that the Wolves played all that badly in general in this game. They were in the game for much of it. Again, they got down 22 in the third, but it was really kind of a six to eight minute uh, bucks period of dominance. And then the Wolves got right back to within single digits. Um, so there's a lot of places we could go with this. Where What's what's on your mind, Marty? Where do you want to start? Oh, man. Well, I think you're right, Ben. There was a, a point in the third when the Wolves got down 22 and that was ended up being the biggest margin of the game, but it could have gotten ugly from that point. And I do feel like it was a, a step in the right direction that this team did not fold, that uh, they kept fighting and clawing and actually made this a game until the final couple of minutes. But for the entire rest of the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter up until the final couple, it was still a game. Now, granted, Milwaukee was still in control, but it wasn't like it was a foregone conclusion. So there were different lineups. There were different guys. Uh, D'Angelo Russell sat for a long time, but it was, I mean, the Wolves were there, at least a fighting chance, a puncher's chance in the fourth quarter. So Maybe against a championship-type team, you look at that and say, well, that's not where we want to be, but could have been a lot worse. Yeah, and and you mentioned um, D'Angelo Russell sitting for a little while, and, and Jaden McDaniels did as well in the third quarter. There was a little yeah. bit of foul trouble in there too, but it was really more of, felt like Chris Finch was searching for the right lineup combination, and, and rightfully so. I mean, much has been made of the issues the starters, the starters have had as a unit. Um, I think overall, though, backing up just a little bit, the, for the game, I mean... The first half, it felt like the issues were more inconsistent effort um, that kind of spilled into the third quarter. I thought the offense generally flowed okay, and the defense was competitive for the most part. It just was a little, I guess, inconsistent. Um, and then the lineup without D'Angelo Russell and without Jaden McDaniels was kind of the one that got the deficit from 22 down to 11 headed to, into the fourth quarter. It was Jalen Noel at, at point, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin didn't play at all in the third quarter and D'Lo was taken out with about eight minutes left in the quarter. So it was Jalen Noel, Anthony Edwards, Kyle Anderson. I guess Kyle Anderson really initiated the offense, but yeah, the backcourt yep. was Noel and, and Anthony Edwards, Anderson, uh, Kyle Anderson, Nas Reed and Cat was the lineup that cut into the deficit. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. Finch was obviously searching for the right combination and he found something that worked to an extent. Um, they were still of course down double figures, but, um, kind of a, a really large lineup with, with Anderson at the three and Noel effectively playing the one um, was, was what got it done against the Bucks in the third quarter. Yeah. And that's kind of been something that the Wolves have been doing this season. And Chris Finch has is searching, trying to mix and match, trying to plug holes wherever they are going to the right guy at the right time, the right combination at the right time. And, 
tonight it was that Jaden McDaniels made a couple of really unfortunate passes where almost looked like he just chest passed it to a player from the Bucks, and the Mm -hmm. the time he got taken out in the second half, it was right into the hands of a Bucks player, led to a quick two on the other end, and that was kind of the end of it. Timeout, and he didn't come back in. And I just I think that as much as Finch has tried to stick with, you know, these are these are our guys, these are our highest paid players, this is our starting five, these are the guys we know we're gonna roll with. It is a really tough decision to figure out when you're going to play more of a Nas Reed and more Jordan McLaughlin because of the way they they play with pace. And so I admire Finch for being willing to try to continue to mix and match and plug and play and to just see what he can find. And he he's doing it with different guys in different positions every night. And for a team that is looking for consistency, that's not where you want to be, yet it's where they are because it's that's what's kind of forcing his hand. So I don't know how you kind of get out of this except by winning games and playing consistent. And it's kind of all tied together in my mind. Like they're not playing consistently enough to have a consistent lineup, but the lineup isn't consistent because they're not playing together enough. And it, and it just kind of keeps going round and round right now. And the Wolves just can't seem to get out of it. Yeah, and and you look at the, I mean, the game as a whole, and like Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards each had their moments where, you know, Cat was kind of a lot of the offense early. Anthony Edwards kind of was, um, you know, kind of found his stride middle of the game. And um, yet Rudy Gobert, this was his third consecutive game scoring just single digits. And we talked, you know, last week about how the Wolves were making a concerted effort to get Rudy the ball. And and this is, again, the starting unit searching and, and the Wolves searching for that overall chemistry with this new unit. And Gobert was almost being, at, at times, I don't think this is too strong, almost force-fed the ball. I mean, he made 15 field goal attempts in the opener, 10 in the second game of the season. He's only had double digits twice in the ensuing seven games. He's now had single-digit scoring in three straight games, which never happened with Utah last year. He shot the ball once against Phoenix on Tuesday, and it was just three of six in this game. Um, he did get double-digit rebounds after after only having seven and nine in the last game. But um, I I mean, like, I don't know what to make of that because the Wolves aren't, it's not like they're going to be running sets to get Rudy shots very often. They've done that pretty rarely. Um, But I think it's a little bit tied to guard play almost more than it is to Rudy's play himself. Um, And I also think that the Rudy cat chemistry has been pretty decent. And so it's, I think almost a little bit of spacing the D'Angelo Russell, Rudy Gobert pick and roll chemistry, and also the spacing with Anton Gobert. We did see one really nice Edwards dump off pass to Rudy at the rim for an and one. I think it was in the third quarter when they were making that mini run. Um, but it's been a really uh, interesting last few games for Rudy. Yeah. Yes, it has. I agree. The one field goal attempt in Phoenix with DeAndre Ayton not playing in that game, that was a little bit shocking. Tonight, there were a couple of connections with Towns that I thought were really impressive. And you just kind of hang on to those like, yes, that's it. That's the one. That's what we're looking for. And so you can see that it's there, but um, there's just, there's, Rudy looks different to me. And I saw him from afar at Utah. I've never been in the weeds, never been to Utah jazz shoot arounds and practices on a regular basis. So we've all just seen him, but seen plenty of him. And I know the Wolves plan to use him differently. 
but he looks different. Like, it, it, and I'm sure it's the way he's playing in the position and he's never played anywhere but Utah with those players. So I get it. I get it. And I'm hoping it is just a matter of feeling the, the coach, the plays, the, the teammates, feeling all of that out, and then we'll get there. But the, the lack of, I don't want to say aggression, because you're right, there are times when the Wolves are, are almost force-feeding it because yeah. they know we got to get this guy the ball, and he knows it, and it's just not happening within the natural flow of the offense. So maybe that's the first thing that has to happen and maybe it's just as simple as like a night when he gets like six offensive rebounds and all six lead to put back dunks or easy layups. And like that just kind of starts unlocking things. Cause I feel like even that hasn't come easy this season for Rudy Gobert. And in years past, it's almost like he's just standing there and the ball falls to him because he's that tall and he's in that good a position. And those kinds of bounces haven't happened much at all yet this season. Yeah, it, it does feel like the Wolves aren't getting as many fortuitous bounces as, as you'd like them to get. And and who knows? I mean, um, teams kind of make their own luck in some sense when it comes to 50-50 balls, and the Wolves haven't been ultra competitive in those categories. I mean, Jordan McLaughlin, right, is, is case in point, like, he, there were a couple of those tonight. It was just noticeable where there's a loose ball and McLaughlin's diving for the ball. And he's oftentimes one of only a couple wolves players that are doing that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that it, it's the old cliche of making your own luck, but I think that that all plays into it for sure. All right. A couple more things I want to get to first. So let's talk about our title sponsors from the show today. And that is of course our friends over at prize picks. If you took uh, Carl Anthony Towns points over tonight, I don't actually know what the number was over there, but he had a good night. Same with Anthony Edwards. Giannis uh, always has a good night, so you'd have been in good shape there. Prize picks is really easy. You just pick two to five players and predict whether or not they'll score more or less than their prize picks projection in really any category. It's not just points and rebounds. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available, and you could pick any sport. You can do cross-sport matchups. You can do college football and NBA in the same night. Uh, it's really, really easy to use. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the, so uh, we talked about how early in the game, it was a lot of, it was a little bit of effort, you know, some defensive issues late in the game. Giannis kind of started to take over, but I still felt like the Wolves defense was competitive. There was the big Nas Reed block that led to a breakaway dunk. There were a couple other possessions where the Wolves actually did a decent job on Giannis, forced him into some tough shots or they fouled him and he missed free throws. He made like seven of his first eight and then missed, I think eight of his last 10 or something to close the game. Um, Giannis did. So the Wolves had like, the window was ajar for the Wolves to climb through at the end of the game. And it kind of shifted from some of these, these really broad struggles. They actually, I felt like they were playing solid. They were just missing open shots. And, and that ended up being the story, I think, down the stretch. And, and it certainly wasn't the reason they were down in the first place, but it's the reason that they couldn't make the full comeback was, I, I think they were like, um, they missed like their last six or seven threes or something. Um, and, and everybody was culpable. Like basically everyone in the starting lineup, Jalen, Noel, all those guys were getting open looks at threes and just simply missing them down the stretch. Yeah. 
D'Angelo Russell had two from the left wing right in front of the Wolves bench yeah. on the same possession. Yep. He, uh, he, D'Angelo's shooting a career low from three right now. You go up and down that list. Carl Anthony Towns is like in the low 30s and he's a career 40% three-point shooter. It is across the board that the threes are not falling and just mathematics would tell you that the tide has to turn. Yeah. Like that has to even out. It can't, not every guy can shoot below their average for an entire season. So I, I, I don't know what happens or how it happens, but something is going to unleash and that three point percentage is going to even itself out a little bit, but there's no real rhyme or reason as to why it is the way it is right now. Even Chris Finch after the game was talking about the looks and he's like, they're, they're good looks from three for the most part. They're just not going down. Yeah. And that's a great point. I, I mean, the, not, not only are they not going down, the wolves aren't shooting as many as they did in this game. They shot, you know, more, more in line with what they'd like to, but last year they were number one in three point attempt rate. And they're like middle of the pack right now coming into this game. So the attempts need to go up and, and hopefully we start to see that. But like you said, especially in the case of towns, um, I mean, Anthony Edwards has been has been one of the more consistent shooters from three. Jalen Noel's number is going to go up. Um, Torian Prince shot great early on. He's had a couple quieter games more recently. Um, D'Angelo Russell, like he's always been at least a league average type three point shooter. And across the board, he's struggled the last several games. I mean, that's that's a whole other topic. But I, I do think that that is cause for optimism in terms of the shooting is at some point it's going to bounce back. And in this game, if they had made a couple of those threes down the stretch, you're talking about a two possession game in the final minute. Yeah. And, and you know, the starters don't go to the bench and, and it's actually a close late situation. So um, yeah, let's talk briefly about D'Angelo Russell. Um, he only played 27 minutes in this game. It wasn't in foul trouble and did in fact, didn't even commit a foul in this game, just a, a really rough start. And then the third quarter got off to another rough start for D'Lo finished with nine points, four assists, three turnovers, shot just three of 15 and two of eight from three. And that's not too different from what we've seen from him lately. And it it feels like now we're kind of in this loop that I think we saw at one point kind of early mid last season where Delo's not playing well and the team's not playing well and he's an easy scapegoat because if the offense isn't isn't running smoothly, you point at the point guard. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, but it also feels like as he's a scorer, right? He's a scorer first score first mindset. He's going to try and shoot his way out of a slump, but then the Wolves offense isn't flowing like it needs to. So I like, I don't know where they go from here. And, and clearly Finch had other guys running the offense at times in the second half, and it actually did work better. Um, but you know, what happens next with D'Angelo Russell? Well, hopefully what happens is D'Angelo has a hot shooting night, maybe even tomorrow night against Houston. That would be very helpful. I feel like as strange as it may sound for D'Angelo to have a night where he goes three of 15, that putting up the 15 shots is still a good sign in the fact that he still has enough confidence in his shot that he's still going to let it fly and believe that this has to turn itself around because he's too good of a player, too good of a shooter, has too long of a track record to continue like this. So I'll take the side that says, even on that possession that I was talking about in the fourth quarter, he's in the left wing and he put up a three pointer, didn't go in. He got the ball back. I think we went pass pass or something like that. He gets the ball back, puts up the exact same shot. Yes. He missed it again. But to me, that's him going, God dang it. I know this is a good shot. I know I can make this shot. I'm going to take it again. And I feel like he needs to just keep taking it as long as it's a good shot. 
it's the right shot. It's it's within the rhythm of the offense, which both of those were. That's just an example of keep letting it fly. It, it cannot continue like this. He and I will say this: to have gone through what he went through last year in that extended slump, he shot his way out of it, and he turned his way out of it. And Delo's in a contract year, so nobody wants to have a better season for D'Angelo Russell than D'Angelo Russell. So he has every motivation in the world to get this right. And I will say this, Ben, too. After the game, we're doing the post-game show. D'Angelo Russell is back there out on the court shooting after the game for whatever it's worth. He's just he's not going to just go home and sulk about it. So he's he's trying to keep putting them up, and hopefully they start falling in the games. Yeah, and, and I think he's still, you said track record. I think he does have the track record of being a, a good scorer. And we know in his, the last time he had a contract year, it was his all-star season. And I think there's too much talent on this team for him not to eventually see some success, you know, just kind of playing off of some of the other guys that are on the roster. Um, the Wolves are right back at it again, less, well, well less than 24 hours from now at this point, yeah. um, taking on uh, the Houston Rockets who remain uh, one of the only, I think one of two one win teams, maybe the only one win team at this point in the league. So uh, a winnable game Saturday night. Um, I mean, obviously the Wolves need this win. They're, they've lost three in a row, um, but uh, we'll, we'll of course be live again, following Wolves Rockets on Saturday night, as we are after every Wolves game this season um, here on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube feed. And the audio from this will be on all the Lockdown Wolves feeds afterwards. Myself and Marty Gellner from Valley Sports North. Be sure you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Wolves for all things Timberwolves. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll catch you next time.